Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 333. We record on January 21st, 2015. I'm Ryan Schrout. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrich. And I'm Alan Malentano. And hey, do you know the 333 is my favorite uh, DDR spec? Your favorite uh, one? Your favorite the one? DDR 333. It just it ran on a 166 box. <laughs> Things Times were two. Things were all synced together. It was nice. I see. Uh, yeah, okay. That was a while ago. <clears throat> it's oh, half of 666, but they never advertised 666 memory, did they? No, it was 667. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Think about it. Think they didn't about want it. Antichrist memory. We're doing something really stupid on this episode of the podcast, by the way. Uh, if you're on Twitter and you want to be a part of the conversation, as they say in really crappy TV shows and stuff, uh, we want you to send us some comments through Twitter via and hashtag Josh Tech. Comments or questions? Hashtag Josh T E K K. All one word. Okay. We're not really taking questions. We're not going to answer anything. That's We're true. just testing it out to see if it works. So we may bring up some random crap throughout uh, the show, like this. Like that. Like this guy named Ryan Shrout says we are live right now. Or uh, I really can't read that from here, so eh. we'll have to fix that. Here's so, a at what point are we going to start post. playing sports on the TV behind mm. you? We can do that. Well, we can do sports betting, and we can have the scoreboard. We've got the sideline. We've got the tweets popping up. All, all we need now is yeah. you know a nice uh, replay of what's going on in the action behind you. I will replay last week's episode at the beginning and show the highlights, which will be short because there are none. Yeah. And do the Madden do screen. Right. You know, yep. mm-hmm. draw mm-hmm. shit all over. Tell us straight. We did do that yeah. once when Tom was here when he used a tablet to draw on the tablet. We've done a couple oh, times yeah. with Tom, yeah. actually. So. Uh, so this is the PC, PC Perspective Podcast. Sometimes we talk about computer hardware. We record the show Wednesdays at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific at PCPro.com slash live. And if you want to be a part of the fun, a part of the excitement, and join us when we record the show, you can go to PCPro.com slash live. Um, uh, or, I'm sorry, you can go to PCPro.com slash subscribe. And all that does is takes you to this little page here that asks for your name and email address. We send out an email whenever we're about to do a live event. Sometimes it's a day before. Sometimes it's an hour before. Uh, when it's special events, we tend to um, want to, you know, give you a little bit more heads up. Like, for example, tomorrow. Tomorrow, for example, we're going to have a uh, special live stream for a, an unnamed GeForce GTX product. Mm. Nobody will ever guess it. If you're watching this after we recorded it live, by the way, you already know what it is. Yep. Uh, Tom Peterson will be here. Fan favorite. Um, good guy. Smart guy. Fun guy. Where's all the boxes? Well, we can't show them anyway. Oh, that's true. We can't. Damn. We're giving away a lot of graphics cards. And There's he's talking about boxes of, them. of graphics cards. Yes, so. he's going to come on the show, and he's going to talk about his extensive trip through Europe this last week. Right, right. And he brought pictures. <clears throat> Slideshow. As long as you didn't bring illness, I'm okay with that. Uh, but we'll be doing that tomorrow. Well, almost France. Yeah, no. which is Thursday right. at um, what do I have here? Oh, Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on January 22nd. That's that's Thursday. Yep. Uh, and that will be at PCPro.com/live. And again, if you want a little reminder about that, go to PCPro.com/slash/subscribe and make sure uh, you sign up for that. Uh, we we have three MSI GeForce GTX graphics cards to give away, four EVGA, and three ASUS. Man, Sweet. I hope they're four eighties. Oh, I hope they're four eighties too. Total. <clears throat> what did I just hear beep? I don't know. Oh, all right. That's weird. That's oh, my fire alarm. So, <laughs> that's my pacemaker. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Get make sure you're here for that. Down. You got to watch live to win those prizes. Sorry for those of you that can't join us, but you can still enjoy the fun after the fact when we post the video on uh, a website or something. Probably our own website. So, um, look, I can't. Uh, what does that say? Ponage hobo. Look, mum. I'm on the internet. On the internet. Congratulations, <laughs> hashtag Josh Tech. This is this is working out great. Ponage do hobo. This every week from now, on. I'm going to pick some random hashtag. Is that a play on Fopo Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. If you're listening to the audio only version, it may be a little bit less exciting. I'll try to. I'll try to read off uh, the uh, the tweets Ooh, as well. Will you? Will you? Uh, oh, Josh, oh. I won't read that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, so. That's on the producer for putting that on there. Oh, really? Uh. <clears throat> so let's talk about some stuff. Apparently, I missed a link here. Hang on, just a second. We're going to um, we're going to talk about a review. Uh oh, hold on, I lost the page. There it goes. Um, that Maury posted. Of the Rampage 5 Extreme motherboard. So this is a X79 motherboard. It is the kind of, I guess we consider it the flagship product line from Asus, the ROG Extreme series. Uh, it has a $499 MSRP. That's a $500 motherboard. Youch. So you need to be sure that you really want this motherboard if you're going to buy this motherboard. Don't buy this motherboard if you just happen to be building a system. Right. Right, they have much less expensive boards that will absolutely run all the functionality you need to run. If you need things like, um, yeah, what is that five hundred dollars getting you in addition? <clears throat> well, you to- get eight hundred two eleven AC three by three. Okay, that's okay. kind of nice. That's, that's actually kind of a pricey add-on. Fifty, so. sixty bucks, something like that, maybe yeah, for yeah. an add-on card for that. That's I'm, actually pretty like, cool. Can you even buy a three? Du- you can three by three desktop card you, right you now. You can. You can. Asus makes one. There's hey, go, few, few and far between. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. rare. It's on this. There's board. only like one model that you know. Yeah, of a you card. get uh, obviously you have um, uh, what they call the exclusive OC socket, which is a slightly different mother or processor socket that's going to do more pins and special stuff. Oh uh, yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> they have upgraded uh, alloy chokes, the power stage, pow. That's P O W I R stage stuff in this. 10K black metallic caps. They have all kinds of overclocking capabilities, safe boot, retry, LN2 mode, slow mode, which, you know, that's when you want to slow things down. probably when you go normal speed. They just consider that slow. Well, I I think it actually is for, like, if your clocks are too high. It's stuff that I don't really, I don't deal in the LN2 stuff, so it's hard for me to really comment on it. So this is one of those boards you get to squeeze that last, like, 5% of an overclock out of... Something. Uh, maybe, yeah. If, if you're just you, doing you like know. standard water cooling or air cooling, yes. If you're doing LN2, then it's, you know, you're not talking about 5%. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this might be kind of like an LN2 ish kind of Correct. board, right? It also, I mean, it has other features. It's got four way SLI and crossfire support. It's got uh, Supreme FX 2014. Um, so, you know, Sonic Studio, Sonic Soundstage. Um, the, the uh, is that ELNA premium audio caps there? Okay. It's got this OC panel. Right, so you can do a bunch of reading and tweaking through this like USB device. Oh, I'm showing it to you on this tiny picture. We've got more pictures as we go. It does look badass. Yeah, yeah, it is nice looking board. The, the black and red color scheme is still one of my favorites. Uh, uh, Ten USB 3.0 ports on the back. That's nice. Right, only one gigabit port, which I think is totally fine. Yeah, but I don't for understand the obsession with two. You know, like, nobody, nobody's going to buy this motherboard and then make that machine a router. Right, it's true. You know, like, what do you need that for? Unless you're direct connecting some external storage well, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I would use it for, like iSCSI 
connected. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> so it does have a PCI Express 3.0 by 4 M.2 slot on it, two SATA Express, 802.11 AC Wi-Fi, as we talked about. Um, it is, in terms of feature set, pretty much un- Rivaled. Um, yeah. The CMOS battery looks like it's in a great place, <laughs> except if you're running SLI or Crossfire. So there's that. Well, no, if you're running two, you do one here and one here, so it would cover up that. Oh, one. that's true. Yeah. Right. Even dual. Yep. Yep. Damn it. Damn it. You, eh. you could. You gotta have a specific case to run a, a card in that bottom slot. I think too. You gotta make sure you yeah. have enough expansion ports. For now, what's that extra power port? Know, it's Molex. Easy. No, pa- easy it's play for the power. SLI yeah. or. Crossfire, whatever you're doing, you need extra power for the lower uh, lower slots. Wouldn't we rather have uh, like SATA power at this point? There, uh, yeah. I guess SATA power can't send as much juice as Molex. Didn't we decide that at one point? I don't really. Think I, we thought we, I thought that. we had. I to think that's just it, your theory. It, I don't. I think, think it can. Yeah, I but it spreads it over more multiple pins. Because mm. okay. think of the, uh, the the Molex to SATA connectors. They work fine. They do. Yes. Yeah. But I've never put a high strain on a Molex connector in that capacity. So, if you know what I mean, if huh? you know what I'm saying, <laughs> uh, lots of SATA ports. So ten was that? Yeah, ten total. No, two, four, eight, ten, twelve total SATA ports back there. I can add, um, you know, four of which come from the SATA Express portion there. Um, there's your uh, M.2 SATA port, full, all three lengths supported. Sweet. Eight dim slots, as you would expect. Uh, Lots of fan headers, lots of buttons, lots of lots of stuff. That one's that one looks like it'd be difficult to get to. That uh, fan header right there. Here's your dim slots, and here's a PCI Express slot. Your primary yep. PCI Express slot. You need to plug that fan in first. I Pretty much. Guess. Is that the CPU fan? Uh, no, it's chass- no, it's chassis fan three. Oh great! Uh, but <clears throat> it would be uh, it would be difficult to get to right there. So keep that in mind. Um, lots of stuff here. Let's see what the they, I want to show uh, a picture of the what's that called the OC module that they have there. Um, where to go? Of course, we've got the cooler pictures that Mora usually does. Yes, it fits. It uh, actually looks appropriate with yeah, this board. At least it's a bigger <laughs> yeah, board. That's this time. true. That's true. Um, oh, did he just uh, go, scroll up? Yep. Did, did he just put the board on a lazy Susan and then rotate while taking pictures? Probably that one. That one. That one. Now he rotated himself. He put himself on the lazy Susan and went oh, around. Yes. Uh, there's your three by three antenna. There's some uh, temperature headers. You've got the uh, what is that for? That's the um, change the backplate out. Yep. Why would you do that? I forgot. What's the? Uh, oh, it, I knew why. Yeah. Does it allow you to use older or different, different coolers? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, it was on the third page. Uh, so on the OC panel, you get this little device here, which can either fit inside a five and a, or three and a half inch bay, I think, or it sits on your desktop, like on your physically on your desk, like that. Huh. And it has readouts and it has controls, right? So you can do temperature monitoring, you can do clock monitoring, or you can change clocks and change voltages and anything you can change in Windows, you can change in this. I think it actually has BIOS level control uh, at a certain point as well. So you can see there, that's how it, it installs into a uh, three and a half inch Does bay. it just slide in and you can like slide it out because there's buttons there that no i don't think i think because the there's a connection on the bottom oh. it's not wireless there's there's yeah the the headers yeah, i think it, it fits directly right out of your case so you can still have access okay correct yeah. uh so here's okay so it does fit in a five and a quarter inch bay but here's the, like the adapter for it right? yeah, so, yeah 
And that's what. But so when you slap it in, you can then say, "Take it all." It looks yeah. really cool, and so yeah, and actually, it has. Um, it's got a decent amount of logic. On yeah, it. it's it has like fan headers and stuff on it, right? Wait, and you what? Can jump like yeah. Holy crap! It's 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 got a lot of functionality there. It's it's a pretty neat little device, it and this comes is voltage with monitoring points. Motherboard. What's well, that? Yeah. It comes with a five hundred dollar motherboard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So you can see Mori at use with said device. Oh wow! Look system. at that. Oh, thirty that's degrees nice. C, RPM forty two hundred, one hundred twenty five base clock. Boom. That's pretty cool. It's I mean, a, it's a know, neat, that's, it's that's a neat doing thing. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I guess that makes makes yeah. up for the price. So if you want to see, I mean, benchmarks are boring in motherboards. Does, does, does yeah. it tell you when your wife is cheating on you? It, yeah, it displays it. It flashes. You got to recognize the icon though. Yeah. It's, it's specific. Hashtag Josh Tech. Um, <laughs> uh, so overclocking did very well. Uh, benchmarks did very well. Uh, obviously, a ton of features yeah. and, and software. And their and their 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 Windows based software is great. Their UEFI is great. So he was they doing do a fantastic. He was job. doing water cooling there. How, was he able to get like more of an overclock? I of, don't know? know. Let's see what he got here. He was able to hit four point five or 4.5. 499 gigahertz. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spilling testing over four hours. Yeah. I think that's kind of right in line with where you're at. I, I really think at this point, unless you're going crazy with stuff, yeah. the processor is our limiting factor here. Yeah. You know, the processor we have is going to do the overclocks that it's going to do, and most every motherboard is going to be able to do that, I believe. Yeah, I mean, even, even the lower-end boards these days tend to have decent power. Yeah. You know, just luckily for those that are interested, you can get this for only four seventy four yeah. on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right? Still, a lot so it's pretty much a bargain. Uh, the only weaknesses are uh, the shared usage between PCIe ports and integrated device ports. So if you fill all four, all four lanes, apparently, yeah, then you don't have anything. Then left. you lose some USB three point slots. Oh, not really? Lanes. Sorry, if you fill all the slots, yeah, yeah if you fill all the, you lose pieces. some USB three. What else do you lose? I don't know. Maybe the SATA Express. Might be SATA Express or M.2. Those are the only two things that could be optional. Yeah, yeah. So I I actually really like that idea because if you're only using one or two, then you have access to all this other capability. But if you're the kind of person who wants to use four, well, you know, you're going to lose some of that capability. As long as it is well documented in the manual, then I'm fine with that. And this is, so refresh my memory, is this that board that can use the the different types of CPUs with different numbers of lanes or no? Yeah, it can. Yep, correct. So even with the CPU with 40 lanes, yeah. I think you would still because, lose. Because still sacrificing... Because four, you're doing 8888 yeah, exactly. You can't GPUs. sacrifice the M.2 at that point. The M.2 is permanent oh, on the 40 okay. lane. Okay. Okay. But you lose like that fourth PCI slot. Is She just don't work. You mean with, the, with, the, with the lower PCI lane part, right? Yeah. The so they're at the very bottom. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking the higher. I'm yeah, talking 28 is the, the higher lower. One. The 40 is the higher. So 40 is not enough to drive... No, 40 would be. 28 would not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, just checking. It is more complicated because of the different PCIe lane count on processors. Yeah, I mean, if you're so. going to be running quad SLA, you're probably going to buy that CPU that has the 40 lanes. I mean, just saying. buying a $500 motherboard. Yeah, <laughs> you should buy at least a $500 G- processor. Right. Yeah. Eh, buy the $500 CPU. Well, wait, is it a grand though? The Extreme Edition is sure. The That's what Extreme Edition means. It I mean, I mean, just to like the, what's the reasonable like 40 lane? 500. It's, yeah, it's like, like five something, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. That doesn't really translate to French, by the way. <laughs> I was in Montreal. <clears throat> um, Je suis extreme edition. 
Uh, I did a lot of uh, como se dice. Uh, <laughs> como se dice. <laughs> Sir, that's Spanish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they're all romantic <laughs> languages, so shut it. I tell, you, I tell you what, Jeremy. I was rolling in dough up there, though. The conversion rate. Oh, hell yeah. Way in my favor. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, even worse now. We're down to like 81 cents. Yeah, but, like the uh, bar bill was like... You were still like, 85 or so. A bar bill was like $60. Like That's like four American dollars. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I drank all day for that. It's like being in Taiwan. I did also... Uh, in a, in, a, in a kind of a drunken shopping thing, almost bought one of those uh, Canadian, Canada Goose, is that what it is? Jackets? Oh, yeah. Canadian oh, Goose really? Jackets? But it was expensive. $700. Yeah, yeah they're for tourists. No, they're for I, tourists? No, I saw all the locals wearing them. That's how I, point, that's how I figured out. I was like, what? all these locals seem way warmer than me because it's minus 12. Yeah. And they're all wearing this Pacific jacket with this logo. They're wearing right? Goose. They're wearing yep, they're, they're tourists because the natives would have been in a T-shirt. Uh, Maybe no, a toque. No, come on. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Now, when it was thirty, I saw that. Like the next day, it went from minus twelve to thirty, but definitely yeah, not when was, it was minus twelve because yeah. it was windy. It was bad. Uh, anyway, that's unrelated to the ASUS motherboard, uh, but it's got a gold award. So go check out that review. Next up, Samsung T1 portable SSD. Um, Does it go one point five megabits per second? Like a T1? Yeah, that's what the T1 stands for. Way higher than 1.5 megabits a second. Hmm. So this is dumb. Take that. Thing. Way, way, way higher. So this is oh, this like is the, the, like the sexy. It cable? just makes it look dumb. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a 500 gig SSD. Is that what I'm looking at? That one is. They make okay. it in 250 and a terabyte as well. At the same size, right? Same exact size. So what is it? I mean, it's a. What am I looking at? So what it actually is is a MSATA 850 Evo, which is not for sale yet. It is if I break this open. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, but that's what it is. And a uh, Asmedia, um, like a higher-end Asmedia uh, USB 3 to SATA bridge. Okay. So it can handle Q-depths. It could do UASP Q-depths like higher than 4. Like, remember, we've tested other things in the past with like J-Micron yep. uh, chip in it. And like it couldn't really scale that high on Q-depth. That this has no problem. S- scales like way up there. Yeah. Can I, can I make a comment? This is the only cable it comes with, right? Uh, true, yes. So this is a USB 3.0 drive, and this cable, that's it. That's it? That's dumb. Well, what do you want? A longer cable. But it's meant for travel. <laughs> Don't all <laughs> of us. And it's meant for, like, to be sitting on the desk next to the laptop. What do you want, like, a, do you want, like, a 10-foot cable? So it could, I mean, could like just have cable? Like a 3-foot cable? Or <laughs> no, that was, that was he he wants an extension foot. he can stick on the end to make it look bigger. Oh. Yeah, that would help too. You just want your thing to be bigger. I want it to look I, bigger I, I when I waggle it. it around, right? I, I see. I see. <laughs> Hashtag Josh Tech. Uh, yes. Jokes. But it's like it weighs like a gram. Yeah, it kind of weighs like nothing. It weighs like basically nothing. Like, yeah, it's really light. Uh, performance and is good. It, performance is really good. Uh, oh, here's a picture of the inside, by the way. So this it, yeah, is the M.2, and then what? This is like just a bridge. Yep. controller like yep. it basically goes m.2 to usb3 on this side yep and then this and is the controller i really like that they did that because there have been plenty of other like remember the occ external drive that you broke the usb3 port on correct like you many years ago like yes. you can't get to that right the data if gone. you owned that you'd right. have to either be like really good at soldering or willing to take the thing apart or something like or if you are i it well they're not going to copy the data over for you when More they give you a new not, one yeah. no so i like that that one Say something happens to that port on it or the, the bridge chip itself just decides to go. Basically, anything that fails other than the MSATA device itself, you're still going to be able to get your stuff back. 
right? Well, yeah, you, you have to have an M.2 port on something, or you have like this uh, yeah, an interposer, interposer card right? here. But right? you can get those on eBay for like ten bucks. You know, right. I mean, it, it's, it's oh, still God, at yeah. least possible, right? So yep. I like I like That's it good. when I like it when there's an external drive form factor, and you can still get to the thing so that's what's, in there. Right? What's the software trick with this? There's like an encryption software thing. So, all right. So the 850, actually, even all the way back to the 840, uh, their controllers are capable of doing crypto. Sure. Right. It's just it's usually it's not something people turn on. People probably should, but they don't. Right. Yeah. They support Opal out of the box. All these different kinds of encryption standards. The kind where you can, like all basically all the data is encrypted on the drive, kind of like what Sandforce used to do. Right. Sure. That was part of their thing. Um, but with the method that is employed here through this firmware is it's basically encrypting everything all the time. It's just transparent to you. So even if the drive is unlocked per their software where you don't have to type in a passphrase to right. get to it, uh, it's still encrypted. Right, right But it's right. completely transparent to you, right? You just you have no idea because it's all doing it through hardware. Drive goes full speed. Okay. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, if you put a passphrase on it, it does some kind of thing within its firmware to protect the data so that when next time you plug it in, all you see is like a uh, 120 meg or something um, partition shows up with the software on it in order to have something like a front end so that you can unlock it okay right so you need something to unlock the drive right you need something some place to type in a password right right is that what this says so it's just a really low footprint front end thing it installs really quickly so you plug this in the first time you get only that you, you get, get only this, this partition 125 meg partition yep. that has this one piece of software on it yep well there's a two pieces there's one megs. for windows and one for mac okay sitting in there right um you the, install it. What I think is cool, though, is it's they, they give you a little bit more room than you need. Like, it's the software only takes, like, 10 meg total or something. So you have, like, 100 meg of space. You could put, like, a like what I would do is I would put, like, a little readme file in there in case if lost. Like a 9 megabyte readme file. Or 90, if you want. Right. You know? Ooh, a 90 megabyte readme yeah, file. Yeah, I mean, you've got room, right? That space. So you could Go basically, you could put stuff there. Uh, it's kind of enough room, like, say you want to give a word file to somebody with that. You don't, you don't want, want to do the unlock the and everything. They give you some room, like you could fit okay. like a PowerPoint or something in there, right? I mean, it's you a know. 500 gig drive. If that yeah. was the intent, maybe you'd give them one gig or two eh, gigs. Maybe instead. I don't know, but there was or maybe you know, make that configurable enough for it to be work. I just like that it wasn't a a um, read only volume. Yeah, okay, right. Sure. Fair enough. And, and it wasn't like you know, oh, this is these are the only two pieces of software on there, right? Um, so you could put a little. I would personally put a little readme in there, and if uh, if you know. If, if found, found, call this number immediately. You know, or whatever. Happy birthday because you just got a really sweet, expensive drive for free. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. Like, you can't unlock it without going oh, okay. through Samsung. Like, if you don't have the password, mm-hmm. you have to go through them, and there's some kind of procedure that you have to do. Or that guy at the store in the shopping plaza that fixes my iPhones. I don't think uh, he's, he's really going to be able He'll to figure do it. it out. Hashtag um, Hashtag. So. Where all that unlocking Sorry, happens, <laughs> where, where all the unlocking happens actually has nothing to do with the as media or I'm the just, bridge process. It's all within the controller, the controller of the SSD itself, right? So it's like their own modified firmware that they put on that 850 Evo. Cool. Um, so in that respect, it's not an off-the-shelf. So once you have that installed, Evo. and you, then you just have access to the 500 gig partition. Yeah. Once you have that installed, is the gives, other section hidden now? Yeah. Uh, so it actually. You type in the password, you hit enter, and that partition immediately dismounts and is replaced with the 500 mm-hmm. gig, okay. right? Or whatever the capacity is. Uh, so it's pretty seamless in that regard. It's like and probably now the easiest I did, way you can do it. I, 
you can disable that if you want. Yeah, you can turn you can off turn off encryption. If you turn off encryption, well, no, it's still encrypted, but it's just not password protected. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't have, you like you don't lose your data. Right? So I could plug it in and give it to anybody, and they'd be able to read it without. Yeah, yeah. You can turn that off, and then okay. uh, it it just doesn't even show you that initial partition when you plug it in. It acts just like a regular external drive with nothing, mm-hmm. no no protection mm-hmm. turned on, right? Um, and the performance is real good. You know, I mean, we saw pretty good speeds, probably the fastest speeds we've seen. We saw from. like 395 read, 330 yep. write. Yep. And that was just with <coughs> standard Windows. Microsoft, um, like yeah. the Microsoft Inbox driver, which is just what comes with Windows 8.1. Right. Right. And then um, in Addo, we got up to like 461 read and 435 write. Yep. And you can hit higher speeds in just regular Windows sequentials if you go as far as install the Intel special USB 3 driver, like their own. You know, well, we should do that. Uh, it doesn't like our test bed for some reason. Mm-hmm. That Intel driver is kind of picky. That's why I typically will just test with the standard Microsoft driver. Um, well, that's cool. And uh, pricing Good wise, thing you don't have any extra hardware over there to make a, a new Intel test bed just for this test. Yeah, yeah it takes no. too much time. Yeah, it's too, sorry. It's so terrible. the 250 gig variant is 100 and, let's see, $79, 500 gig, 299, 1 terabyte, 599. Yep. And that's, that's, that's uh, okay. you know, they, were, they had higher prices when they were talking about launching this just a few weeks ago. Right. And then they've Those you know, come down already. There's a prices here on Amazon, by yep. the way, that we're actually looking at. So, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, what's if, that turn into? It turns into 60 cents a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it, you're paying a little bit of a premium because it's like an external. My only problem with this is that I'm going to lose this. You think? This would go in my backpack. And would like come out when I pulled out my keys in the parking garage or something, and oh, so you're saying it's too light? It's too light. Maybe I mean, yeah. Because like you use that Corsair yeah, one for fine. a little while, right? Yeah, the really fast USB. This actually f- is lighter than that. Oh, it's way lighter. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah. Just glue a, like a little lead brick to it. Just glue a lead. Yeah. Wait. Uh, open it, up the case, yeah. and there's a little bit of empty space in there, and you just put like lead in there. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Do yeah. we know when it's actually shipping? Now that I think aren't they already like it's on pre-order on Amazon. It oh. says ships one to two months. That's probably uh, longer be, than it should be. It should be sooner but, than that. All right. uh, how, how much does it cost again? The 500 gig version is 2.99. Yeah, 2.99. That's better. It's better. Yeah. No, it's actually the same price. The same 60 cents. I mean, you know, and the 250 gig is uh, 72 cents. So paying a little bit more. That is the uh, Samsung T1 Portable USB 3 external SSD. Um, don't forget, everybody, we are um, hashtagging uh, Josh Tech during tonight's recording. <laughs> T- and we're showing wait, your what? tweets live on the stream here. We have one from Vin Stone up there now. I can't really read it from this far away. We're going to have to get a different, uh, different shot it there. It says uh, Josh Tech ate my baby. Oh, no. That's oh. bad news for you. Sorry, Josh. You should apologize. I've... I've I've replaced the dingoes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that fits. That fits. Yeah. Um, Sebastian posted another review up of a updated version of the ECS Leva X. God, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Leva. I'm going to go with Leva. Liva? Can't be uh, Liva, right? I think uh, Leva sounds Liva. appropriate. So this is a mini PC. This is an upgrade to the last one. So here, here is a shot of uh, the new Liva X. Um. <clears throat> And small. it is a Baytrail M uh, op, or Baytrail I, I guess. There are two options here. 
machine that has uh, two or four gigs of DDR3, an M SATA uh, slot for your storage, uh, for SSD storage, but it does include 64 or 32 gigs of eMMC storage as well, which is nice. You've got audio, you've got gigabit Ethernet, you've got a USB 3 port and two USB 2 ports, HDMI and VGA, Wi-Fi, uh, 802.11n, Bluetooth 4, uh, and uh, a power brick that accepts 12 volts, 3 amps. So almost USB brick powered. Cause yeah. No, no, that would be 5 volts, 2 amps. I don't know. What right. Thinking. 12 yeah. volts, 3 amps. That's like the turbocharger for my, for my phone. Well, well, I mean, with that much, it should be able <clears throat> to give you full power out of the USB 3 port as well. Yep. So uh, this is it's – very, it's very similar to what we had before, right? So the one on the left is the original Liva. Liva. Keep thinking that's Leva. <laughs> it's got to be Leva. It's Leva. Yeah. And then this is the new Leva X. So it's 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 shorter, but it is a little bit taller and wider. So it's a, it's a it's a slightly larger device, but it offers much of the same functionality, right? So uh, if we if we tear open the inside, you can see uh, there's our memory, or is that the eMMC? No, it's got to be the memory there. Uh, so the heatsink is the top half. Yes. Which is cool, yeah. Right, like it's built into the uh, uh, the structure of the device. Yeah. This is very much in line with kind of like, hey, Intel's poly- you know Intel's pushing a build a Nook style device. Yeah. Right? Now this is using Baytrail and not um, Core i3 or. But there are Baytrail Nooks. Yeah, there are Baytrail Nooks. Oh, that's right. There were, weren't there? We saw them okay. at uh, yeah. yeah. CES. Yeah, yeah. We saw a few. No, well, the ones that are coming out in the next coming weeks are Broadwell based. The, yeah. Not Baytrail. So, um, performance on this eh, eMMC storage, it, you know, the 64 gig here uh, is actually okay. 163 by 112 write speed or read versus write speeds and megabytes per second. Networking yeah. performance seemed good. Video playback. Um, he does, uh, Sebastian does point out that the original Leva performance, uh, the biggest challenge was playback of HD content through Flash. Uh, and that doesn't change with this one. Okay. Right. HD playback through a video player was fine. Right. But through Flash, not so, so much. What specifically? I mean, is YouTube still using Flash? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's not using HTML5. No, not by default. Oh. You you can. Ed, you have to but, opt in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but even he says even 720p videos on YouTube uh, produce choppy video with obvious drop frames. 1080p flash represents a true worst case scenario and is basically unwatchable. Huh. When switching to YouTube, the HTML5 player, suddenly HD playback was smooth. Uh, and so just, you know, the deficits of flash. I don't get why that's not just like the default anymore now. Like, why wouldn't you just want HTML5 over... Because browsers still have weird issues with codecs and I mean, stuff. it should just be like, if you're browsing YouTube on Chrome... Like, it should just HTML5 then. Yeah. But you see, Flash is integrated into Chrome. That's true. So you don't have to update it. No, I get that. You don't have to update HTML5. You just update Chrome twice as frequently. Exactly. Uh, Power consumption, good. 9.3 watts under load (laughs) and 4.8 watts at idle. So that's okay. That's acceptable. Yeah. Um, He did run Ubuntu on this, as well as Windows. He used Windows 8.1 for all the testing. Uh, as that is the OS officially supported by the the, the Leva out of the box, <clears throat> but uh, they did add Linux support this time as well. And here you show shows the Visa mount on the back of a TV. Hey, that's pretty cool. Hey, it's pretty nice. Um, it is. Let's see. It's a little bit higher than the original. The base model is two hundred nine 
compared to the original Leva's $179 price point. And the 64 gig capacity, the larger version is $249. So $250 for this machine seems like a little much. Um, uh, and he even, Sebastian says here, it's hard to rationalize the increase in price uh, once the improvements over the first Leva are considered, but it's still going to make a buy decision much harder. For $30, ECS has replaced the SOC with the next incremental model up, increased DDR3 memory, added a USB 2.0 port, and added a Visa wall mount. For 30 bucks, that doesn't seem too bad. No. But the total price but it is, is $30 dollars more. is kind of, yeah. you know, figure out. Yeah, but what if you're already using your Visa wall mount to actually wall mount it? Your then, TV. Then you can't. Gaff tape. Yep. Get yeah. out the duct tape. <laughs> tape it up there. I, it doesn't weigh Just anything. Just use some out. spit yeah. and slap it on real hard. Yep. Works for me. Perfect. Hashtag Josh Tech. Um, so... I guess that's. I mean, that's our that's our primary reviews for the week. Uh, we did have uh, Alexa was here on the show, and she's just listening to me. Alexa, stop. We did have her. <laughs> have a time. She did. Uh, she was on the show. We fired her. Um, if you want to know why, if you go, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, we posted a video of her inability to curse correctly. Yeah. She, she beeps herself. She beeps herself uh, when we try to get her to <laughs> Apparently, there's a podcast that has the word shit in it, and and when she wants reads it back to you, it's beep. Yeah, it's it's just, it's, it's, it's actually it beeps, really funny. It beeps just the the center section of just the word. Just the H and like the I. She says the S, S the and then it's like beep. Yeah. Uh, we d- I did post a little story as well as my video with the Amazon Echo overview, um, and everything I said on last week's podcast is basically. The same there, right? It's, yep. it's a really cool device. Um, it's only 99 bucks if you're a Prime member. And for that, it's kind of maybe something neat to play around with. We've been using it a lot. I've been using it to play music while I'm, yeah. while I'm here because I move between lots of different locations in the office, depending on if I'm writing or testing or yep. you know, sitting over here. And then wherever you're sitting, you know, bad track comes on you don't want to hear. Yeah. You, just, you don't have you know, to get up. Tell it next. It. You don't have to have remote it. with you. You yeah. can just yell across the room. You don't really have to yell, but you just talk across the room, and it, and it seems to work. Yep. Um, <clears throat> As compared to just yell at the intern to make him turn the channel? That's what yeah, we used to do. Sometimes he's not here. Yeah, true. true. Yeah. Bullcrap, I know, but and he's he's bathing in warm mineral oil. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> backstrokes. So, I still think I, I still think this That's would so be a, uh, a better option from somebody else like Google, right, <clears throat> or Apple. If yeah, you're in the Apple ecosystem. Of course, there was more integration with access the thing. to all that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a neat little device. I think Ken, you got your invitation today yeah. to buy one and you actually were going through the process and it said the ship day was when? June to July. June what? to July is when the back order is currently out. Holy crap. Does Alan not listen to anything? He doesn't. He, said, he literally sits six feet from you and he never <laughs> hears don't, anything I don't he hear anything. Just... He, d- he doesn't hear himself over the crunching of McDonald's food. It's true. It's probably true. It's probably true. Alexa, you're fired. No, she was not happy about that. Um, moving right along, AMD Carrizo rumors, otherwise known as Chorizo. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no H in that. There yeah, but I think be. that would be a better name because it, um, it's tasty. Yeah, I see. So apparently they show 2X performance of Kaveri 3X Intel Iris Pro. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on this? We didn't really have um, any performance stuff when we were at CES, but no, and, and we've got to remember a couple of things. One, uh, okay. these are going to be what fifteen to thirty-five watt TDP parts, so we're not going to expect 
you know, big desktop type performance. Uh, two, they, they're supposedly using a slightly more advanced, higher performance 28 nanometer process from Global Foundries for these products. And then uh, it's it's a, what GCN 1.2 part that uh, we believe. So there's going to be some increases in efficiency. But I'm real curious about where they're going to clock it. I mean, they're they're if we look at Kaveri, the 7850, yep. it was clocked pretty low. I think what 720 megahertz, and you didn't increase TDPs all that much by going up to 800, 900, and uh, you know you can overclock it easily to one gigahertz and and gain some pretty nice performance. So it seems like in between uh, efficiency and the redesign as well as slightly better process technology, and then being able to push those GPU clocks up, we're going to see some performance increases. And plus, this is a true, this is going to be their first HSA 1.0 compliant part, even though Kaveri was supposed to be. Once Kaveri was designed and pushed out, the HSA people all came forward and said, okay, this is what we want the standard to be. Well, sorry, Kaveri, you don't have some of those features, so we're going to pull back those. Right. Those things. Uh, but I have no idea if it's going to be actually that much faster. I mean, it's that much that faster in the one benchmark yeah. that they showed, but we don't know what it's going to be like in 3D games. We don't know what it's going to be like in a lot of other open, uh, you know, open CL or GPGPU type programs. And certainly, we have no idea how fast it is going to be. I just read that Twitter, and I'm... <laughs> to die um, I gotta gotta keep gotta keep going at least they didn't say you have the best chorizo this is correct um, <laughs> we don't know what the excavator core is going to be like I mean uh, AMD says it's it's far more efficient at what it does but we have no idea if if, if we're going to see a pretty decent sized IPC advantage or if they just make it run as fast but it doesn't pull as much power so I mean there's just so much we do not know about chorizo we're going to find out a lot more in February at the, uh, what, ISSC? Yep. And then uh, they're expecting a Q2 release probably around Computex where we'll see initial parts. And again, temper your enthusiasm. It's going to be a max TDP of 35 watts. So hopefully AMD will uh, we'll get into some, some new laptop wins and notebooks and and uh, thin and lights and whatever else you want to call it because they've got a part that fits the thermal constraints. It's battery efficient and hopefully we'll have decent CPU performance with better than Intel GPU performance. Hmm. It will be, it will be very interesting to see what that is. Um, Jeremy, what do you know about Fitlet PCs? Well, I know that they implied that Sebastian's going to be getting one. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. This right. thing is a very little cute machine that's perfect for an HTPC. Uh, inside of this little tiny box, which is, as you might expect, also the heat sink, there's an AMD A46400T APU, up to 8 gigs of DDR3, which is pretty impressive to fit in a little tiny box like that. For audio, you've got 3.5mm stereo and SPDIF. You've got four USB 2.0s and a pair of USB 3.0s. Two HDMI ports, which is kind of neat. For those of you who absolutely have to have two Ethernet ports, this is your thing. 
it's got two of them. Huh. Uh, a couple of different ways of doing storage. I mean, the micro SD, if you want, there's an eSATA port. There's a serial port because you can also use it for industrial applications, which can also be handy or as a network monitoring device. You know, hell, you could plug it into a Cisco router if you really felt like it. Uh, MSATA, and it's even got a mini PCIe socket. So it's it's an impressive little tiny beastie. Any pricing? Eight hundred two eleven in. Those are uh, renders, I'm, aren't they? Is it like a different the, option that has the dual Ethernet? Yes, there, okay. there's a couple of them. So I mean, the bare bone one is going to be about one hundred and thirty bucks, yeah. uh, but there is going to be several different types: uh, Fitlet B, Fitlet I, Fitlet X. The Fitlet X has four gigabit Ethernet ports. Yeah, that has ports. four gigabit Ethernet ports. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because for? the thing is that, yes, it could be I, an HTPC. Yes, it could also be something you use in a professional environment. Because I'm going to aggregate those mother scratchers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you could. I'm going to get a 500 uh, you know, megabytes per second of throughput on those SOBs. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to attach that thing. Do you think they're to, just going to uh, send? What? You don't think they'll send Sebastian just NAS. a printout of NAS. rendering, do you? I hope not. But the, for the first uh, <laughs> time that we, and in the Leva review, it was mentioned that hey, it would be neat to have one of these. And mm-hmm. somebody claiming to at least be uh, from CompuLab suggested that yeah, they'd like to send us one. I really thought that this company has existed and that they've sent us a PC like this years ago. CompuLab? Um, yeah, they're Israeli, I believe. Yeah, they're Israeli. They've been around for yeah, a while. It's called like the Fit PC, maybe? Yep, there you go. Yep. I remember that. That's yeah. a thing. So, I mean, they can make stuff. Okay. All yeah. Right. No, these aren't like just this new company. And that's the other reason why they've sort of done it in an industrial sense as well. Right. Because... Why don't we just put PFSense on it and then you're good, right? Yeah, seriously. Nice. You... you pretty much could, and if you could uh, direct into it with the serial port, you can be playing with your routers directly as well, as long as someone's there to plug it in. Interesting. Uh, when, there was a big Windows 10 announcement today. I there didn't was. really get to watch I didn't it. either. Don't worry, the stream didn't work. stream was apparently really bad. The stream was off. Um, I, I was writing a, an article at the time and could be distracted by people with emo haircuts talking to me. So, I um, I will... Uh, Listen instead to what Scott's summary mm-hmm. of said event was. Uh, it's all about Windows it's 10. It's too bad it's, it's missing two-thirds of the words due to him just watching the stream. But yeah, what he true. does say uh, 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 is uh, uh, compelling. Uh, by the way, hashtag Josh Tech. If you have anything interesting to say about Windows 10, I don't know. I'm going to throw that out there. Josh Tech. J-O-S-H-T-E-K-K. Tell us what you think about Windows oh. 10. How awesome is it? Uh, what's it say? Go Windows 10. Great live show again. Cheers. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, so apparently Windows 10 is just going to be free forever, right? <laughs> yeah, see, that's kind of weird. It's like, okay, so if you upgrade in the first year, then it's free, kind of, yep. basically. But then if you didn't, then what? Like, I'm guessing you pay a license. If you if a machine then once you- runs Windows 7 or Windows 8.1, then that will be a free upgrade if done within the first year. Because they're not supposed to do, like, versions after this. That's yeah, their I, thing. I don't really know how that will happen. They're supposed to just continuously do rollout. Yeah, they said if you're on Windows 10, you won't be abandoned. Like, you'll, 
you'll it, never not be able to get. Yeah, like they're going to continue this. Like this thing is. I going know to in the be QA the they that, talked about like they kept calling it software as a service, but then they said our business model is not changing. We're not going to start offering a subscription. Yeah. So right. I don't really yes, know what they that are. Means. If you buy a PC, it will have Windows 10 on it because they sold it to the OEM. But what if I still use the same PC? I'll you just, will. You will always get the newest version of Windows. So yeah. it's yeah, Windows 10. Have. It's one time into perpetuity. Kind of sort. Kind of. It's, no. that, that's how they're talking. So they're dependent. Okay, but if that's true, they're basically. I, I don't going think with they. The, I don't think they ever actually said as a service during this entire. No, thing. he definitely used the term, the phrase, OS as a service. Yep, really. He definitely did. Um, yeah, this is platform as a service. But but I, how, I, where's I, the subscription price? That's well, the as thing. a yeah. service doesn't necessarily mean they have to charge you for it. Yeah. Right. That doesn't I necessitate it. Yep. I think what they're depending on is the disposability of PCs and stuff. I think what they're right. going for so is you're to, not gonna you're not gonna keep this laptop forever. Two or three years down the road, you're gonna buy a new one, and it's just gonna have the latest version of Windows on yeah. it. That OEM has paid them to put that on there. Yeah, that's and that's, how that's always get. been their business model. Yeah, but it's but, just yeah, well, who they cares don't, about PC because PC has been dying for years, and it, it'll and be dead next week. Monetizing that. <laughs> yeah, I, they, they yeah. don't sell it'll many copies of Windows. <laughs> So they did announce availability of new preview builds. Um, uh, users of Windows Phone 8.1 will also be able to see the work in progress. They'll get uh, the access in the next week, quote, uh, and phones will get them in February. It's apparently scheduled for, uh, well, that's scheduled for Sunday, February 1st, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Scott is predicting that the DirectX 12 SDK will be available in the next build. Um, not specifically mentioned, but because GDC is around the corner in March, yep, that would probably be a good idea. They sense. have they talked about the new web browser project Spartan, um, a little bit using a new standards compliant rendering engine. Didn't really say anything else about it. He's guessing Scott's guessing it's using DX12, so it'll be rad and 3D and they use holograms. Um, Cortana will be in the new version of Windows. So Cortana yep. is the Siri slash Google Now. So there's your microphone you've been waiting for. I, I have a, a Windows all-in-one attached to the wall yep. that we use as a permanent monitoring thing, and it sucks because I have to like type everything in, and the Windows eight or the Windows 10 or Windows 8.1 keyboard is dumb. It doesn't do autocorrect. It yep. doesn't have voice recognition. Right. Um, so to be, to be able to hit a button and say the note I want to leave for you to get when you come into work or so whatever. So that it can misinterpret your... Your text, and you can have to use the Look, keyboard anyway. You only have Apple devices. I have Google devices. I'm used to voice stuff working. Oh, so okay. that's your guys. I never issue. use. I never use Siri. Google and Amazon Echo seem to work pretty well. It's true. Um, just depends. We'll see how Cortana does. I've never really used it on you, a Windows. You've phone. already replaced Alexa. Who, what did I replace it? Oh, with Cortana. Yeah. Well, it's not sure. here yet. All Alexa does is make a shopping list. So <laughs> screw her. Um, <laughs> So the idea is that you're basically going to have Google Now style functionality of like, is your wife's flight on time? Yep. What are your calendar appointments? Kind of like in pop-ups throughout your browser experience. And I think that's a really good idea. OS, not browser. I'm sorry. Inside yeah, your the OS. OS. It's yeah. not a browser specific thing. Um, and I think that's that's a really, really good idea. I, I think the notification systems of phones on a desktop environment make a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. And I have some of that with Chrome, right? But it's very application dependent, very plug-in dependent. Yep. And having it be kind of a global thing would be nice. But it needs to be able to support – like I don't want them to say, well, you got to have a Microsoft Live email account and use Microsoft Live Calendar. I, you, know, you need to use Google Calendar. You need to use Apple Calendars if they let you – if Apple lets them. Apple won't let them do that. But you need to be able to integrate Google. with all kinds of calendar information and data, That's not just not gonna happen. Microsoft Live That's account bullcrap. It will happen. I think they would have to add like Google Calendar support. 
No, really. Like I, I don't think would. Cortana on Windows Phone currently does that. I bet. I don't know the answer. Eh, it might. It oh might. yeah, but it's because it's a Windows Phone. So yeah. Can't do anything. Uh, gaming technology was talked about quite a bit, actually. Surprisingly. Yeah. It seems like Microsoft actually cares about getting on the PC again to a certain degree. Uh, they're talking about DirectX 12. It will be a Windows 10 exclusive. That's what we had always assumed would be the case. Um, no they had some though, crazy right? claims of DirectX 12 uses half the power of DirectX 11. And that's half the power for the same frame rate, I would guess. So, and they're I probably think only talking about CPU power. That is a power. specific case, right? That's going to be a specific use case where they're probably, they're probably talking CPU resources, probably just to get the uh, yeah, you know, for maybe. the API calls for DirectX, basically, right? Probably CPU they, power would be. Yeah, half. They, they showed a future mark demo that had DirectX 12 capability. Were you going to say something, Jeremy? About which? About I was, I was making 12. a comment earlier, but oh. I didn't think I was going to make any sort of comment about this one. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think DirectX 12 is not going to magically make gaming run at half the wattage on a mobile no, device. No, not, not half the total a, wattage. No. A, a, a gaming PC, no. but it will improve that. We already know this about DirectX 12. We've been learning about this since last GDC. Um, so. Yeah. There's that. Uh, Windows 10 will allow shadow recording for the last 30 seconds of footage from any game. So think of what NVIDIA Shadow Play does with GFE. Yeah. But it is a global Windows feature now. Huh. Right? Pretty cool. Um, it's only 30 seconds. Will that also work seconds, for though. someone triggering a blue screen of death? Yeah, I don't know. Because in that case, I would actually be impressed. It captures yeah. the blue screen. Yeah. Um, so it is, as Ken pointed out there, like Shadow Play will let you go to, was it, 20 minutes you can record yeah. a video at one time? This is only 30 seconds. It's very similar to what the Xbox One does, where you can say, Xbox, record that, and it will take the last 30 seconds of video and save it as a clip. Oh, you're saying 30 seconds total? 30 seconds total. Yeah. That's kind of really So if there's eliminating. a cool moment that happens, you can basically say, hey. Yeah. Grab that. Hey, Cortana. Save that. Save that, right? And it, and it will do that. I thought I read that it only supports... No, it's it's only games. Correct. And I think it only like you have to, they have to opt into supporting it. Oh, really? I don't think it's a universal thing. Huh? From hmm. I think I read that today. I could be it, wrong. I, I thought you know, maybe not, but but I, I thought I remember them saying specifically that it work with all games. But we'll see. Um, the Xbox One will be able to stream gameplay to a PC in your house. Mm-hmm. Not as Ooh. many people interested in that probably as going the other way. Which right. they did not announce or discuss. Yeah, uh, which probably means it's not going to happen. And I thought they only talked about two games specifically. Like no, no. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That that's only supported by certain games. The streaming to yeah. the PC. Yeah, the streaming was like only Halo and. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. It's one other game. Me. Okay, so the 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 recording works with everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, the the ability. So okay, the ability was to take an Xbox One game uh-huh. that you have on your Xbox One in your living room or whatever, right? Or your bedroom and play and it on your PC. If you have a PC hooked up someplace, you could play that game on your PC. Yep. Why? For, well, okay, that's that's a good question because you're taking literally no idea why. Well, the, I don't know. It, the 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 console's in a room where somebody else is. You know, your wife is watching a show. You don't want to go in there, so you go to the yeah. other room and play it. Like. Yeah. It's still it's yeah. it's a good feature to have. It would be a cooler thing if it were just part of a story that said, "Hey, you can stream your Xbox game anywhere in your house, and you can stream your PC game anywhere in your house." Yeah, that would be nice. Um, they did talk about streaming uh, PC games to tablets and stuff. Did they not, or to other PCs? I don't uh, know. I don't think so. I th- I thought they did. I thought they were doing like game stream 
type capability as well as shadow play type capability, both things that NVIDIA is probably super excited about. Well, whatever their capability is, it's very limited compared to what's already out there, Yeah, like from NVIDIA and even AMD too. So Yeah. And let's not forget the HoloLens, which is Microsoft's play into the world of VR and AR. Yeah. This, is, this is essentially, this is more AR, augmented reality, as opposed to VR, virtual reality, yep. in that it is a uh, transparent is semi-transparent lens. thing yeah. that then that draws over. And the video shows you like interacting with things that aren't really there, right? So, you know, you're like a board game. Yep. Right, or and you know it'll work because it's brought to you by the people that made the connect. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, but, but it makes sense. Like, like they've had enough time to get it right now. Sure, <laughs> the, the TV on the wall. Like, there's a part of the video where he just like stretches it bigger. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and it's. I it's mean, all... it's 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 miniaturized connect tech in a wireless headset with basically a projector so that it can. Yeah, that do I think, AR. So it's not projecting out. Yeah. No. It's projecting, projecting onto, onto the, lens. the onto yeah. lenses. But, like, I think that's the coolest part is that it's wireless. Yeah. You can walk around your house, and I assume it will know where you are in your house if you just move around the house. I would hope. Because that's the whole thing is they show the video like he's walking around, and there's like certain things. He can, like you know, he might have a family calendar on a wall, but yeah. it's all virtual. I mean, this is all conceptual um, video, though. Like none of this was Yeah, actually. it was a really nice green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also show him sitting down to watch TV, and a fake dog comes and walks up and sits next to him. It's like, you cannot do that. You can't replace our entire life with a virtual set. I don't know. Um, nothing informa- No information about uh, when it's available. or. Well, or no, they said around the launch of Windows 10. Really? really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you said you read uh, initial demos of it, and people were incredibly favorable to it. Yeah. People that tried it. I mean, I buy it. I just, but I, that's duh. Uh, I <laughs> you an, bought Alexa. I have an Amazon Echo, so there you go. <laughs> and the Zune. The Zune was great. You shut your mouth. The Zune was amazing. I will crawl you know, the through the camera. People that bought it have always said that. He was able to swap songs over Wi-Fi with those other ten people. With those other ten people. Never used that feature once, but if they were the first place to have a music subscription model. True. How'd that work out for him? Worked out great for me. <laughs> I just still pay the same. Actually, I pay less now than Zoom was fifteen dollars. This is Spotify's like eight. Um, so you can watch uh, if you go to that post. You can go uh, uh, find a replay of that if you want. You can see. I'm sure Microsoft has tons of posts about all the individual features. Yep. Uh, I'm excited to try it. If it comes out later this week or next week, we'll throw Windows 10 on a machine or two around here. Maybe we'll get Cortana up and running on that if they if Cortana is integrated in this upcoming version and kind of see how it works. Yeah. What it, What does she look like? Hopefully she looks just like uh, a in the Halo circle. game. Nope. Yeah. All you get is a spinny circle. I don't want that. I want... You want the actual hologram. Like, if you were using their little hologram, <gasps> little... That would be... Right? Ken just got blown away. Wait, what just, am I doing? Just from that. If you were using their hollow lens thing, right? And Cortana and you said, hey, Cortana, tight, uh, and, she know, like, and she's standing on yeah. your laptop, right? Just yeah, like see, in Halo, cool. right? How yeah, she just pop up everywhere? laptop. Take all yeah. money. <laughs> on your lap. Cortana, where are your clothes? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Josh Tech. Hashtag Josh Tech. Yeah. So that's Windows 10. We'll skip over the uh, predictions of Scott because we got to the actual things that happened instead of the predictions. Uh, our last bit of news, <laughs> Raptors top PC games of 2014. Uh-oh. Guess what, guys? Dota? League of Legends is still a lot. Uh, wow. We should wow. wow and Dota. Find other work. Did not Wow go up? I think no. it did. Change mm-hmm. is 
Nothing. No, 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 but percentage-wise. Oh, yeah, I, I thought WoW like was lower in the list earlier. Uh, an no, it, did, it was launched. still number two. Otherwise, it would say didn't, have an, didn't a expansion launch oh. like in the past couple last, months at least. Last month, I think. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Dota 2, it's amazing to think how popular Dota 2 is, and it's only 6%, while League of Legends is four times that. Yeah, uh, in terms of we should, gameplay, we should all just find other words. Dragon Age Inquisition up from ten to to six. Hearthstone up, Minecraft down, Battlefield Four still hanging in there. League of Legends like twenty something percent, man. That's just crazy. Warframe making it back up. Star Wars: The Old Republic is on there again. That, huh. Still I free guess to play, I say. free to play. I think they had like yeah. a content drop recently, or like they're something. Soon. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim came from twenty fourth up to eighteen, making it back inside the top twenty. Ah, Skyrim mods. Finally, and dropped out Call of Duty Advanced Warfare oh. and Spider Solitaire. But Call of Duty Advanced <laughs> Warfare. How many old oh, ladies were playing man. Solitaire? Arma 3 broke into the top 20. With their Radeon driver and Raptor. Yeah, with the Radeon driver Raptor software. We're actually working on an interview with the Arma devs. Um, hmm. It's nice to see Arma 3 making it into the top 20 there. That's eh, it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, so Scott wrote this up. He did say World of Warcraft did gain a small amount, um, but not a not well, a More or less amount. doubled. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah, it was an 8.53. Okay, well, that's, that's, a checked, sizable, it, that's a sizable jump then. Yeah, but still ranked two, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, okay, no, you're right. At the very top, eight, duh, 8.5 to 15.6. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. Mm. So that that's but now keep in mind that's through Raptor, which is uh, the kind of competition to NVIDIA GeForce Experience, but it does work with NVIDIA and AMD cards. But AMD yeah. has a kind of like a branding partnership with them in that regard. So um, that is it for the news. We'll get into our hardware software. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please. that I I have this new job that does not allow me nearly as much free time because both Intel and AMD announced results. Oh yes. And they couldn't be more any different. different <laughs> you have a quick summary for us? Or do you need more uh, What? It, Intel made something like $15.3 billion, and they had their largest quarter that's ever, not even their a largest year ever. And that's all with this nice piece of news. Over the entire year, their mobile sector lost $4.2 billion. Jesus Christ. So they lost four point two billion in mobile, but still made. <laughs> they still made something like thirteen billion in in net revenue the entire year. They're playing the long game on the mobile thing. I don't ask. Well, isn't so that much. the last quarter before they rolled mobile up so that it doesn't report separately anymore? That sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and, right. They did well, do that. the thing, and, yeah. and here's the interesting thing: is that Intel is finally kind of just saying, "All right, you know what? We're going to stop giving the discounts and stuff for the." For the mobile, and we're just going to sit with our footprint. No, they're not. Where we're at, well, who knows? But yeah. this is what they say. They say, <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to work off that. We're we're going to release, you know, our cutting edge fourteen nanometer processors as soon as we can for the mobile. We're going to give better features, better graphics, all these things and promises. And you know, I think that they're going to do better. They there. have done better. Yeah, I mean, when you're as low as, as they have been, I mean, now give yeah. me, don't get me wrong, yeah, AMD's mobile is even lower. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, uh, you, you, didn't get to AM, you didn't get to AMD's numbers. Not yet, but I will oh, soon. Okay. Um, it's bigger than it's, two. Yeah, 
Well, no, it's well, no, it's not. But anyway, but to, <laughs> to what? Tellers. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Intel's just rolling. I mean, they're 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 mobile, they're enterprise, PC. Well, not the mobile, but I'm talking like if you pick up an ultrabook, a laptop, chances are it's going to have an processor in there. Their graphics have improved immensely over the past two years. I mean, I can't even tell you how much better. They are. I mean, I could tell you, but in fact, I'm telling you now, but who cares? Um, Enterprise is fun because they have so little competition that they're just rolling custom Xeons for large corporations now, like true. Amazon. They just launched custom Xeons for Amazon. Yep. It's, it's like, it's, eh, eh, sure, why not? Go. Throw the we've R&D the, into it. We've got the fab capacity. Don't worry <laughs> about that because, in fact, we're willing to you know, do some work for you if, if you're willing to buy the product. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's cool. But at the same time, we've got AMD, which is not so cool. I mean, they, they had their best year in a while. And it's like, you know, they went from $5.1 billion to $5.3 in 2014. But the last quarter was not great. Their, their revenue was down quite a bit. It was like $1.24 billion, I believe. And that was down from $1.3 the quarter before. And, you know, the, the high points are usually around the $1.5 billion. So their graphics and CPU are not doing great. And some of that can be ascribed to uh, the 970 and 980 products that came out from NVIDIA. The R9 285 just was not able to compete in that same kind of space that that perhaps they were hoping to. Um, Their APUs have been slowly going down. I mean, Kaveri, it's a neat product. But it's not for everyone, and Intel has usually products that have better CPU performance and slightly worse GPU performance, but yep. typically at lower TDPs, lower power consumption. OEMs really, really like that stuff. Um, they're not looking for next quarter to be a whole lot better. In fact, they're going to say it's about 15% worse, plus or minus 3%. Mm. So they're... <laughs> In a little bit of a pickle. When you when you look at Gap, uh, G-A-A-P. You know, gen, GAAP, generally accepted accounting pro, uh, practices, um, they lost something like three hundred million. But when you kind of dig into that, um, a big chunk of that three hundred and some odd million is something like two hundred fifty million, right down in the value of their company as a whole. So no actual money was lost in this, but they they essentially wrote down the value of the C-Micro and, again, ATI, which, what, that was 2005, 2006 when that happened? Yeah. They're still writing that down. So thanks, Canadian dollar, going down to 81 cents. That probably also didn't help. No, uh, but. Not. A lot of the money is on paper. If we start looking at actual monetary losses of like money out of the bank, they're around what thirty to fifty million, which is still a pretty good chunk of change. But it's not the third of a billion that that uh, they were talking about. So take that as you will. Uh, they're in a strange spot. They don't have new GPUs coming out. Last quarter and this quarter, that hurt them bad. They didn't have new APUs coming out last quarter, and I think this quarter. So if they can hang on, get some decent throughput. I mean, they can survive a 15% downturn because they 
They also let go of a lot of people, and that was another big chunk of uh, of their loss last quarter is severance packages and whatnot for yeah. people that they let go. So it's going to be interesting to see where AMD heads from here. Um, I like Lee Sue. I like what she's doing. Uh, what? Correct me if I'm wrong as usual, but they're still seeing a loss on Xbones and PlayStations at this point now. I wouldn't say Would they loss. not be? No, I, no, not at all. Because uh, essentially, Sony and Microsoft paid them to do the development. And then Sony and Microsoft take the design, go to a fab of their choice, and pay the fab to make the chips. Right. And uh, every chip that comes off the line, a royalty goes to AMD. Yeah. So they were paid for the development, and then they get a royalty for every chip. And so it's not a loss producing So they're not in the red division. on that still. As far as I know, but okay. are they designing anything new right now? Are, are they paying all their guys to stay on, or are they paying the guys to go and to uh, you know, reassign them to, to a different group that's designing something? Do they have new design wins coming in that they're actually working on and getting paid for? So these are, these are questions we don't know. There's not enough granularity in the way that uh, AMD reports their finances that, that we could kind of dig down without getting somebody on the side to talk. On the side. On the side. All right. Now, now we will get to our hardware software picks of the week. And mine uh, is not really, it's not really software or hardware. I guess it's a service. It's software as a service. Mm. I'll go with that. Okay. Uh, this is the capability that you have as an individual to go sleep at somebody else's house whenever you want. Excuse me? You heard me. No. No, I'm not sure And it has these you. creepy animations on the website of yeah. other people who might currently be sitting in your home when you don't know about it. This is Airbnb. Uh, this has been around for a long time. It's not new. Uh, does the B&B stand for bed and breakfast? Did it originally? Yes. Okay. And now what did you think of, it stood for? I don't know because it's what not What did you really do in this place? <laughs> well. Butternut I, brownies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That works. Um, so what's the idea here? Like, so what do you- the idea is, I mean, it's, you really don't know what this is? So you, you put your house up as an Airbnb, like if you're going to be out of town for a month or you have an extra place, okay. it's, like, it's like peer-to-peer renting of houses okay. or condos or apartments or whatever. Sure. So we went to Montreal this weekend with some friends, and we looked on Airbnb. We found a condo in a good district mm-hmm. that we could rent um, from a woman that was going to be out of town or that place is only available for rent. I don't really know. How do you get the key? Well, it's up to that's like individual, right? So, so some places will have a lockbox. They leave okay. it somewhere. She actually uh, was in town, right? So she just met us there at the door, oh. and, and she said it's open. The keys will be inside. I'll be down, you know, in an hour and, and give you a tour and show you what everything is. Okay. Um, and it was relatively inexpensive, especially considering where we were at. Montreal tends to be a pretty expensive city. It's kind of only good if it's an empty house, right? You uh, can. There are actually Airbnbs where, like in Manhattan, where space is at a premium, where you could rent a bedroom of an apartment or a couch. Mm. Yep. Or a couch. Or a couch. Yeah. Hopefully, while you're there. What do you mean? Also in the house. I Sometimes mean, it will yes, be. Yes. No. You the, can get a discount rate if you're cohabiting with correct. the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So it's either way. So it's basically like, for for me, it was like renting a condo and going on vacation. Yeah. Right. For some people, it may be you know renting it for a month at a time. I want to stay in that bedroom, but I don't want to sign a lease or whatever. Right? Sure. And so, and then you can put your own house up there, you know, posting pictures and there's a review process and all that. And I I have seen lots of people use Airbnb, but it always kind of 
weirded me out a little bit to stay at somebody else's house. Yeah, that's, that's right? weird to me. Um, but like You this, should see what I did to their sheets. <laughs> this one was more set up. Like It was very clear that this place was a permanent rental like it was sure. a, she wasn't living there sometimes or whatever right so they had she said you know the cleaning person will be here uh on sunday unless you want her to wait and come on monday you know let yeah, me yeah, know, yeah all this kind of stuff so just like a typical condo kind of yeah thing. like you were staying at a, a thing so airbnb it's been around for a while chances are everybody's already heard of it except for alan um but i, I thought it was really handy and i i'm sure there are lots of people that have bad experiences who was it uh uh what's his face some, somebody tried to do one in Las Vegas. Uh, Austin Evans. During CES? Mm. Tried to rent one, tried to rent something during CES, like off strip, right? Okay. And he went in, it was basically a porn studio. Like, where there were, awesome. there were, there well, were, you uh, said Las studio Vegas. lights. I thought you said you had a bad time. <laughs> well, there weren't porn people in it. It was just, there had been porn shot there. Like, there were lights There's in every... There's been porn shot everywhere in there Las were studio, Vegas. There was one studio light in every bedroom. Like, there, are we talking the right? bed still and there was a little no slippery furniture. here? But there were so many different Airbnbs. Did, did he, Which round, one did you did say he, it was? Did he bring his UV light, at least? I think, I think that's... Round that's beds your... that rotated, you know, that type of thing. Mirrors <laughs> on the ceiling. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Airbnb. Pizza delivery surface door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what do you got for me? Uh, well, I'll confirm you, because I used it in Scotland. <laughs> it was brilliant and probably... A quarter of the price I would have played for yeah. a crap little hotel room. We we paid we paid thirteen hundred dollars for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three nights of a three bedroom condo condo, nice condo. in yeah. a really good part of Montreal. Wow. Yeah. Right. Which so is, a hotel room would probably run you three, four hundred bucks a night per room. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it worked out. Anyway. Anywho, I went for hardware. Uh one of the hard things about figuring out this Internet of Things and automating your home is your sensors are going to need power, and this sucks because now your little tiny sensor has a big ass battery attached to it, or you got to remember to change the batteries all the time. Yep. So I ran across this N Ocean sensor kit, which can talk with Raspberry Pi, so pretty easy to use, and it is able to charge through either ambient light or kinetic energy. So no battery, just a little tiny friggin' cap and a sensor, and a sensor and a light uh, collector. So you can put it up. Uh, the ones that I saw were like a temperature sensor, a magnet uh, switch. And you can program it. If you know Pi, you can program it totally and completely easily. This makes, you know, hacking your home a little bit easier and a little bit more fun. And for 80 bucks, not stupidly expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Element 14 community. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Ken's head, Ken's wheels are turning. Josh? Yeah, Element Me? 14 has sick amounts of stuff for sale. It's like old Texas Instruments or Radio Shack. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, what did I... Since? You were snorting something, weren't you? What did the... I was. Uh, you know what? The neat thing, I've, I've, I've talked about PFSense in the past because PFSense is kind of cool and it's kind of awesome and it works really well. Well, this... You can set up the snort package. There's nothing better than snorting on the PF sense. Uh, essentially, it is a detection uh, of intrusion package that um, you have that thing running on a decently uh, uh, configured PF sense server, and uh, you know it goes out to the internet. I think it 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 shows a lot of the bad things that happened <gasps> in the last thirty days. Oh, no. But yeah, detection, intrusion detection. 
for free. So like is this, enterprise. Uh, just, is this saving? Is this like saving like a rolling buffer? Saves everything that comes through. That kind of snort. It might be. Might be. Yep. I need to read more about it. We're we're about to implement it on on uh, our enterprise. Uh, well, our our company, new place that I'm job being what, what's, at. What, what's good, cool? Good words. If it does good. have that option, yes. keep writing those articles for me. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> if it does have that sort of an option where you can control how much it writes to, like I would recommend throwing like a small raid at that thing. Yeah. That way, no, you it, have it as, doesn't do it that way. Essentially, it it goes to the internet and it's it's almost like definitions but not i mean it it, it there's the yeah, update yeah, yeah. the intrusion package of of threats and things that you would expect to see and then it reacts to that because you know a lot of pf sense machines are essentially just really low end servers yeah. that can do a lot of interesting things so uh that's essentially what it is i so mean for- it it'll tell you if if somebody's trying to hammer that way in one way or the other so for those that don't know what the heck any of us are talking about right now for the past few seconds. A snort box is basically just a box that you put in line in your between your internet connection or whatever your outside the business connection is mm-hmm. between that and everything on your intranet. Okay. Right? And so that's your internet has to go through that box. Yep. Right. And the idea is it basically acts like well, it could be a lot of different things. It could be a firewall, it could be whatever. But the cool thing you can really do with it is make it sort of uh, an IDS thing, which is like antivirus for a network connection. Hmm. So it doesn't catch like, you know, it might not be intelligent enough to catch like the entire executable file that you just downloaded and that has a virus, but it'll catch the stuff that's like, you know, uh, DDoS type things, like people trying to look for open ports on systems, Hmm. like that sort of thing, right? Um, Just stuff coming across the wire. Um, And if you already have something like that there, you can go as far as to just capture like if you have enough like buffer space on hard drives, you can just tell it well, look, just save everything to disk as much yeah. as you could fill disk. And the idea is you could have days or potentially weeks worth of all the traffic that went in and out of your network, right? I don't want any of this stuff on my network. Well, so like you know, some say you do get hacked, you could actually go back and uh, see okay, okay exactly right. what happened. Right. And you can kind of retrace the steps of, of you know and you can figure out exactly what made it off of your network and that sort of thing. Right. And plus snort sounds good. <laughs> Snort, yeah. Well, I'm going to pass that snort. to my Snort server. Snort. Snort's just a simple piece of software that's meant to just like intercept that stuff and like log it and just save it out to disk, basically. Mm-hmm. But the logs uh, aren't going to be anywhere near, like, say, Wireshark options. They're, they're going to be fairly limited, I think. Yeah, they're this. really just like, just dump everything. Yeah. And then you'll lay something on top of that, like the piece of software Josh is talking about, that'll, you know, has definitions it could pull from the internet and it can look at the Snort to traffic. try to find. And see, hey, I saw something fishy come in over here, you know. Yeah. All right, Alan, what's yours? Uh, So I'm toying around at home with trying to get all of my large media and stuff just on its own NAS, on its own, you know, trying to stick with a Windows-type NAS machine. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Which means now I have the potential of uh, that little thing that happens to you when you go to delete a file and it's on a network share, which we actually happens to us at the office too, right? You delete it, it's gone. Right? Yeah. Like there's, it doesn't go to the recycle bin. If you accidentally delete it, it's deleted, deleted. Yeah, if you just... And that's the only way they'll ever learn. Uh, well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, happened with so, the neighbor. I mean, that, that's kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. Like, sometimes you might actually want to have a share that the files that you delete do go to the recycle bin. And it turns out that's actually a thing. Oh, okay. Um, but it normally only applies to, like, if you had a Windows environment where you were using a 
you know, servers and Active Directory and like actual profiles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if your profile was on the network share, right? Somehow, when you delete stuff there, it goes to a recycle bin. Where's the recycle bin at? On your local system. Hmm. So it actually would have to pull the file it's over the network. Copying it to your. System. It basically like okay. moves it over to your local yeah. system and puts it in the recycle bin locally, right? Okay. So it's kind of you know cumbersome that way, but at least it's going somewhere other than just poof, right? Um, well, this guy did some digging on this in this post here, and uh, he initially figured out like there's an initial post, but then he has like some amplifying information in this post here, which is only a few months ago on uh, Windows IT Pro. And he shows you can go into the registry and you can kind of append additional directories in this specific registry subkey that talks about recycle bins of like networked locations, right? So, or like what the recycle bin uh, attaches to, if you will, right? So if you you had a roaming profile, there would be some entries in your registry saying, hey, if you delete something from this particular network path, put it in the recycle bin instead. Right. Don't make it just go poof. And so he figured out how to add his own like, you know, you can just basically if your mapped network drive was the Z drive, you can just add the Z drive on that has to be per system, though. Sure. So for like every system in your house, you you know, if you really know what you were doing with the home network, you can make like. So this is not just a checkbox. It's not a checkbox thing. Enable recycle Um, network drives. No, No, but it was snooping around when you posted it because that's kind of neat. And in the notes, he says he was actually pushing this via group policy. Yeah. Which is spiffy. So if you know what you're doing and you actually have like profiles on your home network, you actually have like that much of a small business Hmm. style, Hmm. right? You could just set that up in as part of uh, like your Active Directory setup. Um, How much do you have to hate yourself to run Active Directory in your own house? (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't go that far myself. I would just do this registry thing because once you figure out like – once you figure out how to set it up, he actually gives you like pretty much what the setup is. There's just a registry, you know, dump right there in the middle of that article, like the first beginning of it. Yeah, just and it's just a, dot, a couple of keys. Just create a dot reg file. Um, yeah, you could basically, if you're mapping it to like the Z drive everywhere, uh, you could just make so, but a single does dot it still reg. Copy it to your local machine. Yeah, if you deleted a big file, it would actually. So have if to. I was over there and I deleted a two terabyte. Or a 24 gigabyte video file off of the it network. Would try it would try to, to copy it to my well, local drive. If it was big enough. So, like, this default setup is a 50 gig recycle bin. Okay. Right? You can make it larger. That seems plenty. But I wonder you know. if by doing that, it would say that this file is too large for the recycle bin. Are you sure you want to delete it? It probably would. Because that would be a nice fail safe yeah, right be there. I mean, it, it me, should actually. act just as if well, it was a local. Enough. It's just as if, like, you're deleting stuff from your local drive. It's using the same system, yeah. it's still the same recycle <laughs> bin thing, right? Uh, I, mean, I really, so I really easy. like that this idea. You, do. you know, I, I don't understand why they haven't just made it an easier thing. Like we're uh, because it's the only way they'll learn is when we have to restore it from tape. Well, so <laughs> here's the thing though: like Synology NASes and even we're testing Athecus NAS, and I found it, I found the they option in local... there too. They have a recycle bin folder you can turn on. It's always default off for some reason, but you can turn it on. And it will capture anything that gets deleted and put it in a recycle bin folder on the NAS. That's a NAS feature, not a Windows feature. It's a NAS feature, right? Um, okay. So you'd have to go into the recycle bin folder. Is there some, is there some function that I don't understand to why you would have originally wanted it to be the case where if you delete something on a network drive, it's just automatically gone? Because you don't want <laughs> it to have to copy back across the network to your... Yeah. Well, But why they wouldn't put a... Recycle bin on because it would have it's a no. permissions thing. It'd have to be like per user, and if you deleted something, you didn't have access to that. Or like I could go into undelete something that you deleted that only you had permission to initially. 
Well, it's a big permissions. Yeah, mess, I guess right? oh, it's a nightmare. Right? That would just yeah. be insane. You basically need a recycle bin I for every smart single user. Made operating systems. Well, oh, God, no. Just figured it out. Well, Have you ever used that idea? System? I think with Windows 10, they really need to figure that out, though. Like, they need to come up with something. S- like, submit a ticket on the whatever, whatever. It's, I'm going to now, actually, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> just it. Just make it one line. Network us, drive. N- network recycle uh, bin, network please. Network recycle bins. Please, now. Very yeah. much. Yeah. Okay, thanks, bye. Yes. I bet they have a spam filter for that. <laughs> just uh, detects for network, recycle, <laughs> delete. It you just, know, just removes it. it it's, worth, it's worth just browsing the feedback thing. If you're playing with Windows 10, like, hit start and type in feedback and like, launch that little app thing that comes up. It's worth digging around in there because there's some stuff that like, p- other people can upvote. Oh, really? Like, you, can, you can basically me too like something. Yeah. So if you see something that's like, yeah, we really need that, you could just me to it and get the numbers Minesweeper. Higher. Bring it back, damn it. Well, I think, Minesweeper. I think it's there. Vote that one up. Isn't it there? I have no idea. I think it's there. I thought they took it well, out. Well, yeah, we'll give you Windows 10 for free, but if you want the Minesweeper edition, you know... The, then you gotta pay. Yeah. Yeah. Minesweeper's not... And what was that? Default. Texas Hold'em Deluxe? Oh, you have to... Windows 7 Premium? Pinball. Yeah. Suck. All right, guys, we're going to end the show. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, it, it's been a wonderful week. Um, don't forget tomorrow, if you're watching us live, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have a live stream with NVIDIA, uh, with NVIDIA's Tom Peterson. We're talking about a new GeForce GTX graphics card. Uh, we're going to give away some of those uh, unnamed GeForce GTX graphics cards, so you want to be here and be a part of that. If you're watching this after the fact, if it's early enough, maybe you can still make it. If not, sorry, check back next time. Go to PCPro.com slash subscribe and sign up for that mailing list so you don't miss out on such cool, awesome things. Again, uh, thanks to everybody who used hashtag JoshTech. I think it was a huge success. We want to get one more comment up here on the <clears throat> on the screen for us. Let's see. Um, uh, Josh Aww. Tech bought Cortana Azun for Valentine's Day. Very nice. Very nice, mm. Josh. That's really nice. Yeah. It was $6. The sad part is it was yours, Ryan. You know, the best part, it was running on NVIDIA Silicon. That's right, it was. That's Tegra it was the first, 1. It was the very first That's true. Tegra SOC. You have That's it. why I got one because on the uh, – actually, I had a second one because yeah. I had bought one. And then they sent one out that had like etched in powered by NVIDIA yeah. or something like that on the back. It's still somewhere around here. It's still somewhere around here. It's a good collector's item, I think. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next time, guys. PCPro.com slash podcast. Find us there. Thanks for everybody who joined us live. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. See ya. Good night.